Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio and a live episode, our New Year's Extravaganza episode. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we're just kind of winging it. Uh, We've got some great episodes that uh, we've had over the past year uh, that we're kind of excited to talk about. Uh, Some of our favorites throughout the entire course of Paratruth Radio, um, as well as, you know, some things have popped up since the last time we've done an episode. So um, I guess first and foremost, Eric, how's the week been for you, sir? It's been all right. Uh, You know, it's been a bit of a busy week coming here to the uh, end of 2020. Uh, But luckily, I have a few days off here, so it's kind of nice to have a moment to relax and kind of recuperate. Uh, from the holiday season, of course. So what about you? Uh, it's been good. Um, Christmas was good. Um, it's it's just been kind of a peaceful time. And thank goodness, because we're almost at the end. Right. <laughs> Not that 2021 will necessarily be better, but hopefully we'll start getting a handle on uh, this pandemic and... Uh, you know, just start moving into a, a a better time of things. Um, so how was your Christmas? Did you get everything you asked Santa for? Oh, well, I didn't ask for anything actually this year, but I got a couple of things that were really cool. Uh, one of the top things was a Kit Kat clock that I've been after for a couple of years now. Pretty excited to have that hanging in my living room. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a Kit Kat clock is, it's that cat that sits on the wall with a clock on his belly and his eyes move back and forth along with his tail uh so a lot of fun really cool uh sadie of course she got me really cool a pair of batman sleeping pants what do you call those pjs the pajama pants (laughs) sleeping (laughs) pants let's just call them sleeping pants (laughs) for now on uh as well as a really cool uh sterling silver eagle necklace uh, that i really liked so uh, it was really good it was a lot of fun got everybody a couple things as well what about you uh, same thing, actually didn't ask for anything specific or anything, but, uh, got to get some new socks and, uh, actually got a, a video game from Shelly for my trip that I'm going to be taking soon for work. Um, so it's, it's, it was really good. We got to just chill out at home and, and enjoy each other's company. So um and nothing has really happened i guess since then um 
we supposedly had the Christmas star forming from the last time that we that. spoke. Yeah, I didn't get to see you got it. A chance, but no, clouds you know, were was, in the I way. I was so surprised because uh, <laughs> yesterday was the first day that I've seen the sky beyond clouds. Uh, it feels like weeks. I don't know if it's actually been weeks, but I, there's been cloud cover for a long time. And yesterday the sun came out and I was like, oh my gosh, it's still there. The blue sky that is. Uh, so that was, that was kind of a nice break, but now it's raining and it's really frustrating. I don't know what it's like around the rest of the country or the world, in, at least in the Northern Hemisphere with winter. Uh, but over here, it's like we have snow and then a day where it all melts. And then it's just rain for a couple of days and then snow again and it melts and then rain. And it's really frustrating because it's like, I don't like rain, especially like certain areas. It's just really muddy and messy. I just wish it'd either be snow or nothing. Not this crazy mix of weather that we've been getting, but <sighs> what are you going to do? Yeah, we actually got our first uh, first snowfall, like significant snowfall this year, um, and it's just weird. Like, not that 2020 wasn't weird enough, but uh, to not have snow in North Dakota at now December, I guess it was 29th yesterday, uh, is just an odd year. And yeah. it does happen on occasion uh, every five to, to ten years or so that where there's not really a whole lot of snow here. But it was just it's just weird. Uh, on top of what we've had going on for 2020, it just made me feel like what the heck is going on. Right, for sure. And I'm sure everybody else who's tuning in right now, or if you're tuning in later, uh, probably agrees. It's just been an odd, odd year. And of course, being that we are here on the last day of 2020, uh, roughly, you know, this is the last full night of 2020 anyway, tomorrow being officially 12 a.m. Next, what is that? Tomorrow, 30 for, 30 for the 1st, 12 a.m. the 1st. We finally move into 2021 and right. hope that everything gets better and clears up. Uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of concern that 2021 is going to be worse in some manner. Uh, but nonetheless, with 2020 being so crazy, we thought what better way to kind of wrap up this year, uh, not, o- not only with a uh, obviously a new episode of Paratruth, but a live episode of Paratruth as we've done, I think, for the last several years now actually. Mm. Um, But also to consider uh, just what we've actually gone through this past year with the radio show, the shows we've we've had, the the, uh, technical uh, difficulties we've had over the over this past year, Uh, but really talk about the topics and the guests, some of our favorites in particular. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's been an interesting year. We've had an odd one, mainly in the fact that we had switched over to month, like monthly episodes, one episode per month uh, for most for of the a while, year, yeah. leading up until yep. October. Uh, and October 1st, really, or that first week of October, we jump back into this every week uh, kind of thing. So it was really weird. I was telling you at the beginning of the show that I was looking over our past episodes to see what are some of my favorites, what are some things I want to discuss. And I was like, why do these all seem so recent? And it dawned on me today. I was like, oh, I forgot we haven't had four weeks a month or four episodes a month has been one episode. So, right. but Hey, it's, it is what it is. And we're here, we're back, we're ready to go. So I figured we, I'll go ahead and kick us off actually with one sure. of my favorite throwbacks this year to in per, 
in pertaining to a topic. Uh, and that has to be our New Year's episode last year. Uh, so that would have been the episode that kind of closed out 2019 and opened up this madness of 2020. Uh, but we, <laughs> we had cursed 2020. someone on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we did have a guest on that that particular episode. And that was, of course, my brother-in-law, Jordan. And he came on to talk about his experiences with the paranormal as an EMS and firefighter. Uh, and we kind of had this awesome uh, story that he used, told us regarding many of the things that he's seen and continues to see in his home or at work, uh, spiritual things, ghosts, entities, uh, you know, some of them a little eerie or scary, some of them much more relaxed and uh, maybe friendly. Uh, but also we, we discussed just in general how people who work with within this is the first responder field, whether it's uh, EMS or firefighters or police or, you know, any other first responders, they tend to witness these odd paranormal events more so than others, especially those who are working in EMS and firefighters and firefighting because they are around, uh, I guess, around death more often than anybody. So I think one of the really cool or interesting things, of course, is this idea that can you not being a sensitive, or at least not knowing you're sensitive, be able to see entities more often than maybe someone who is a psychic or a psychic medium of some sort or some type of sensitive? Uh, could it be that when you're working around death so often and illness uh, that you generally uh, or genuinely uh, are impacted some way by the spiritual realm, even if you don't believe in it? Because there are a lot of people working in that field who don't believe in ghosts per se, or even an afterlife. And yet they do sense something weird happening from time to time. Uh, and it's not enough to say for them to say, Oh, Hey, this is must be paranormal. Therefore there must be something after, after death or, you know, but nonetheless, they admit that there's something weird happening. Right. So I thought that was really interesting just in, in that discussion. That's, that is weird because I didn't realize that was our New Year's episode last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, just going along the lines of what you had said that uh, you didn't realize how how quickly it's gone, and it feels like just yesterday we've done some of these episodes. But uh, yeah, that was that was actually a really good episode. We've kind of done uh, talked to people in the the EMT or, or, or first responder field before about kind of this concept, but not somebody that we personally knew. Right. And that was even more interesting to get that concept from somebody we, we knew and uh, just hear their, their, I guess, secondhand to us uh, perspective on, on these stories. Um, and, you know, I, I really wish I sh would have listened to that episode before today, because it, it's something that, uh, I think would probably be even more relevant now with all the deaths that we've had with COVID. Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure it's much, uh, <laughs> everything seems almost ramped up or magnified uh, now that we're later on into, into the, the season and this year and ending it. It's like since January 1st of 2020 to here we are now December 29th uh, going on to December 30th. It's 
or December 30th, I mean, going into 31st, it's, uh, it, it really seems like the paranormal, paranormal field and the paranormal uh, veil, even uh, the veil between life and death or the veil between worlds uh, has seemingly opened up a little more and more. And there's more people discussing uh, what actually happens in a world that we can't see the world that's possibly mm. paralleled with our own, whether it's spiritual or something else entirely. Uh, and I, I think that's really cool that we have so many people now understanding, understanding that maybe there's something else happening uh, beyond our own earthly plane. But it's also really sad that it's been this type of year that's gotten people to, to that type of realization or at least theorizing uh, as to what's really happening. Right. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, maybe we do need that opening up of people to, to start seeing stuff. I, who knows what could happen if, if more people accepted that there, there are things out there that we can't see. Right. But, um, one episode that I, I was super fascinated with, and we may jump a little here and there guys. So please bear with us. Um, but it was was one of my um, favorite ones of this year. And that is Evil Archaeology with Dr. Heather Lynn. Uh, she was an amazing person to talk to. She uh, was very uh, informative. Uh, we kind of went back and forth about, you know, what is evil archaeology? You know, what, what, does, what defines evil? in, in archaeology. And we just kind of talked about these different relics, um, from, from ancient history that we've discovered and how it kind of ties to maybe hauntings. Um, maybe I, I believe we kind of got a little bit into, uh, demons or demonic possession. Um, it's been a while since we've done that episode and I unfortunately have not listened to too many of our episodes after we do them just because I don't like hearing my own voice most of the time. Um, but uh, what what are your recollections from Evil Archaeology for that uh, for that discussion? Oh man, the, this is something we didn't even really talk about but I brought it up at the end and it's still burned in my mind the idea of it but it's this idea about cats. Uh, cats are basically mummified or torched and placed into the walls of buildings. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of theory behind what that, that, um, like why people would do that. They, they, you know, there, there's like this idea that maybe it wards off spirits, maybe it wards off rodents. In fact, there's been uh, on several occasions uh, buildings in which they found mummified cats uh, chasing mice, mummified mice implanted within walls or behind walls and there's a theory that maybe this is some sort of witchcraft or something that maybe uh prevents uh or wards off rodents and creatures of like it you know rodents or bugs something that from manifesting within the house or infesting it so whether or not that's truly the case we don't really know uh, but nonetheless really kind of creepy uh another thing that we really talked about which actually inspired another episode of ours was uh the idea of tel- tel- talismans and amulets 
and you know what they really represent you know are they uh, do they have some sort of power behind them or is it something that's more of the mind you know do we empower something by believing that something uh, has power and there's been evidence to suggest both things. There's evidence that suggests, hey, maybe this symbol in and of itself does have power, but also maybe it's just our mind. You take the crucifix, for example, and I use that as an example because it's probably one of, one of the most widely known and understood uh, symbols of our time right now. And the idea here is the crucifix or these people believe the crucifix has power over demonic entities or evil entities. And whether or not that's the case, again, we don't know, but evidence shows that maybe there is. Uh, if you are doing an exorcism and you're using the crucifix uh, and the uh, entity seems to have some sort of fear towards that symbol, the question isn't, you know, necessarily, or not the question isn't, but the, the, the the thing is why, you know, that's what our question is. Why is it scared? Is it because the symbol itself is powerful or is it because what that symbol represents? And, and I think most likely it's what the symbol represents. Uh, the scriptures are very clear. It says uh, in terms of Jesus and who God is uh, that the, even the demons are afraid and they shudder is what it, the quote is. Even de demons are afraid and they shudder or they know and they shudder, uh, meaning that they know who Jesus is. They know who God is. They believe in God. Uh, and so seeing the crucifix, they know, oh, this person might be in connection to the one and only being in the world and the universe that can actually that actually does have power over us. So. And that goes along the lines, of course, with the pentacle or the pentagram, uh, the inverted cross. Obviously, the pentacle pentagram are just the same symbol. One's inverted, one isn't. Uh, right. Certain coins, uh, you know, saying coins of St. Peter or St. Mary or various statues, things like that. You know, it's like, what do you place your faith in? Is it the item or is it whatever the item represents? And there's a lot of theory behind you know, whether one works or the other doesn't. And of course, there's a lot of people who are also against it uh, because believing that an item, something that doesn't have any sort of life or heartbeat or whatever, uh, believing something like that is evil, according to some people, because it's an idolization of the object and not what the object represents. Well, uh, we got some comments. Cat Ward, uh, everybody knows Cat Ward host of paranormal heart who is is on new lantern media you should know her um oh. <laughs> unless you don't pay attention to our other hosts sir <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but uh she had said that uh we can't see the air but we know it's there what i was mentioning we were talking about People, more people noticing things that we can't necessarily see. Uh, and she mentioned she hates her voice too, but we have great voices. So thank you, Kat, for that. I Aww. appreciate that. Um, I had asked her uh, what's her favorite episode for PTR this year, and she said, uh, too many to pick one, but I think it would be Santa Shroom's Lots of Things I Didn't Know. I also think if the person really believes in a crucifix, it gives it extra power. I think it's both as far as what you were talking about with the talismans. So, uh, yeah, Santa shrooms 
was a brand new episode. Uh, we've never talked about this topic before. And it was something that we really wanted to do for Christmas this year because, as we had mentioned in the the couple of the previous episodes and going into December, uh, we wanted to do something different both for November and December because we've kind of covered pretty much everything when it comes to paranormally stuff for Christmas. Um, and we've even talked about uh, Jesus. We've talked about Santa Claus. We've talked about the Anti-Claus. Uh, we've talked about the many different anti-clauses of Christmas. We've talked about um, different uh, cryptids that are associated with Christmas. So Santa Shrooms was one that I found fascinating. And Eric actually had found this article. And we started looking at a couple of other, other articles. All of them kind of said similar things for the most part. Um, and it, I can't remember if it gave us a date but it it's reference to um i believe it was icelandic people mm-hmm. right yeah um and how they had a, a shaman who had would collect mushrooms um fly amerita i believe is the name of the sh- the mushroom and pass them around to people around the winter solstice. Uh, it was red and white. He would wear a costume, uh, usually a robe or, or something like that. Either uh, red with oh, I'm sorry, yeah, red with white spots, or it would be red with white trim, and that's kind of where the the costume came from um, for Santa Claus. Uh, it was all kind of speculative though. Because there was one person that said yes, one person that said no. So we really kind of just left it up to you guys to say, hey, you know, what do you guys think about this? Right. Um, Kat wants to know who my co-host is. I don't know that either. <laughs> my made-up cousin, Eric. Um, so... Uh, just kind of looking through some of the some of the episodes from this year specifically uh the other really one i i personally loved just because it was somebody from our past uh i got to know much more than you did and i also had him on beyond reason was uh Brian Byers and had him talk about art fiction and how his his paranormal background kind of tied into all of that um right. And I loved talking to him because he does have a uh, film background like you do and has starting uh, started a writing career by releasing his first book. Um, so was there anything kind of specific for that episode that you liked at all or was it just kind of altogether a good one in your opinion? It was just an all around good episode. You know, it's nice because you and I tend to do a lot of episodes with just, where it's just you and I. Uh, so, whenever we have a guest on, whether it's another co host or someone who has a, a book or is uh, doing some other type of media or artwork, you know, it's nice just to be able to talk to somebody and remember, hey, we're not the only ones out there <laughs> who talk about paranormal stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was overall just a really good episode. And it was interesting to hear his story uh, 
about like where he came from and where he ended up in, in terms of his beliefs within the par- within the paranormal. Um, you know, he had a very, uh, I guess, mainstream view of the paranormal. You would call it uh, the idea that you know ghosts are ghosts and monsters are monsters and <laughs> you know you can go talk to them and do this and do that and interact in some way uh but as he became uh, more in tune to his faith and coming back to a christian uh, idea or, or standpoint he he started to realize that maybe not everything is as black and white as we might think you know there's much more color to everything and maybe not all spirits uh, should be created or treated equally uh you know i think so many ghost hunters or investigators go into a paranormal investigation with one mindset that is simply to uh, collect evidence and that's it. You know, let's prove that there's something more beyond life. Uh, but I think we need to go into paranormal investigating with a little broader mindset, uh, which is not only to go in and collect evidence, but understand why we're collecting that evidence and realize that depending on what the spirit is doing or what the stories are there, maybe we have to treat the investigation differently than we would maybe with investigation B. Maybe investigation A Mm. is a little darker. So let's be a little more cautious or maybe it's a little more lighthearted. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's something else entirely that isn't human, but isn't demon demonic either. You know, maybe it's like people are out there doing investigations on Bigfoot started to use EVPs to try to collect evidence and hearing these monstrous roars and, you know, weird yells that you can't hear audibly uh, with, with the ear alone. And so I think there's, you know, hearing his story as to how his mindset has changed in the paranormal and that maybe just doing blatant, blatant investigations, asking questions, isn't always a good thing. Maybe just setting mm-hmm. the, the, uh, voice recorder down on a table and letting it run while you're having conversation with a living being or just sitting there in silence reading a book, uh, you might actually find that you're collecting more evidence that way than you are when you're trying to interact with it. Uh, Because I think there's this, at least in my theory, is maybe we can collect more evidence that way because so often in these investigations, spirits are trying to reach out to the living uh, because they're either in need of something or want of something or just some type of wanting to communicate in some way. And if we're ignoring them, well, maybe they'll reach a little harder or try harder to get our attention and maybe we'll collect more evidence there. So, right. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, I thought it was really cool to, to hear his old viewpoints and then his new viewpoints and how they kind of can coexist in the same universe, but still be very uh, definitively different at the same time. Right. Did you have any others that pop out to you? Uh, yeah. So there's one that I actually brought to you. I think it was in the summer, probably June or July. Uh, and it's called Hemopure. And we titled the episode Hemopure, an artificial blood substitute. Uh, it was episode 229 for anyone who's interested in checking that particular uh, episode out. But it was this article that I came across on men's health. And it was actually... Uh, Hemopure is this artificial blood substitute that is used when people are in need of blood transfusion. Um, but it's a last resort type of thing. These are people who are have no other choice. There's no medication. There's no regular blood substitute that we can or blood uh, transfusions that we can use. Um, 
this is a substitute that is really created in a lab and then multiplied. Uh, it's something that doesn't need to be cooled. It doesn't really have an expiration date. It can last for many years, uh, but it's also something that's very expensive. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's used from cow's blood. Uh, so there was a farm, I forget the name of the farm, that had started uh, connected or had connected with this lab uh, and they would provide cow's blood. It was a slaughterhouse, if I'm not mistaken. And they would provide this cow's blood and the lab would then take this cow blood and inject certain materials into it to mimic human blood. Uh, and mainly that would be the white blood cell count that they would put into this uh, into this blood bag. Uh, and it would in a way deliver a tremendous amount of oxygen to the bloodstream and to the body that normal blood doesn't do and can't do. Uh, it's also something that reacts or interacts with the body almost immediately, whereas regular blood might take a moment, uh, as in a couple of minutes, few hours, to actually uh, process and become more. Uh, what's the word? Something um, I can think of is like more in tune uh, to the body and the rest of the bloodstream. You know, it's got to mix, and, and you got to see if the body rejects it or if it's going to accept it. Oh, right. And hemopure yeah. is a very uh, general um, substitute that can pretty much be used by anybody so far from what we're seeing. Now, there's not a lot of evidence that supports that maybe this is something we use all the time, but there is some evidence that suggests maybe this is a substance that'll be used in, in uh, like a medical field use during within the military uh, in battlefields. This is something that... Right. Medics yep. can keep on them. And if somebody needs a blood transfusion right there, right then, they could pull this bag out uh, that has no expiration date and just immediately start doing a blood transfusion. So that's something that's I think is really cool and is a really interesting uh, topic for sure. Yeah, uh, Kat had mentioned she loved that episode um, and how they talked about uh, bringing the pig, the pig brain back to life by using... I, I believe it was Hemapure and another product, right? Right, correct. Um, I forget what the other product was, but that was one of the main exper experiments uh, that they were using to, to show how oxygen is delivered through this Hemapure or substance. Um, and it was really, really creepy because you start to realize that if you're, I mean, in, in a sci-fi sci uh, type of way, right? if you're bringing life to a dead pig's brain and starting getting activity and stuff like that. Like that's very zombie-esque, you know? Yeah. Uh, and obviously it didn't bring the body to life, just the brain. Uh, but if it's capable of doing that to the brain, what else can it do to other organs, you know, is the question. And I'm sure they're testing that right now to see how much they can actually do. Or is it possible that they can then, if they get enough activity through the brain um, using the substance, can they actually keep people's thoughts or memories or conscience alive even after death and store it for information or this or that? Like think of some of the greatest minds in the world. Can you actually pull information off the great, off some of the greatest minds, even after that person's long gone by keeping this brain alive and feeding it oxygen and somehow uh, be able to pull this, these ideas and these, these thoughts. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's very, very sci-fi and very far into the future, I think. 
but nonetheless, it's something that is knocking at the door. And I think scientists are really digging deep into this idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we've got a couple quick commercials for you for podcast and, and a, um, YouTube, uh, I guess it's not, a, is it on YouTube, uh, Aaron's show? Yeah. Uh, I, I it's, I think it's through YouTube. It's on Instagram. Um, okay. yeah. All right. So we're, we're going to have a couple quick commercials for you guys. We will be right back with Paratruth Radio. Hi, I'm Brooke Haley Martin. And I'm Erin Skrivak. And we have a little web series called Audition, Audition Life. Life. Inspired by true events, our series focuses on all the things that could potentially go wrong in an audition. And trust me, what can go wrong will. You can watch the series by going on www.auditionlifetheseries.com or by following us on the Instagram handle at Audition Life the Series. Break, Break a leg! In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 Cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Hey everyone, I'm Kat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart. Join me on the second and last Sunday of each month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. We talk about ghosts, cryptids, aliens and UFOs, and so much more. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and any place you find fine podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And this is our New Year's episode live. Obviously, if you're tuning in, uh, you know it's live. (laughs) But if you're tuning in later, guess what? I just lied. It's no longer live. So um, (laughs) we decided, decided that this year we would just kind of sit back, relax, kind of have a fun show by discussing past episodes this year, in particular the episodes that stood out to us the most. Uh, And not even just episodes, but just minor topics. These could be off-topic things uh, during an episode that maybe we have a lot of rabbit trails. You guys know that. So those rabbit trails often take us on very fun adventures. Uh, So nonetheless, we figured, why not? Let's talk about that this year. Let's do that. Uh, What a great way to close out 2020 than to talk about everything that happened during 2020 here on Paratooth Radio. Absolutely. Uh, as you get, yep. As you all know, we did have just one episode a month, pretty much all year starting. Oh, I don't know. I think it was, I don't know if we started right in January with one month uh, or one episode per month. Um, yes. Yeah. It was but, myths of the paranormal January. Then February was the evil eye. Well, we skipped April and March though, for some reason weird uh so we had roughly six 
episodes leading up to October. And we're, of course, well beyond six episodes since October because we went back to our full schedule of one episode per week, Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, minus today because we're live on a Wednesday, which is weird. <laughs> but <laughs> nonetheless, it was, it was a good year. It was a fun year, uh, minus the craziness that has happened. But you know what? That craziness gave us a lot of things to talk about, that's for sure. And probably one of the most interesting things that we have talked about relatively recent, actually very recently, was, of course, the the interesting objects that have shown up all around the world uh, in, mm. in various countries, right? So yep. these uh, objects are monoliths, and I'm, I'm over here trying to talk and shoot my dog out of, out of the bedroom because I don't like him <laughs> in the studio. Buddy, you got to go. I know. Okay, I'll pet you for a while. <laughs> anyway, so these monoliths are showing up. Uh, the first one showing up here in America, actually. And there's a lot of speculation as to what these were. And of course, everyone, or most everyone, I think, jumped to aliens, right? That's, mm. Still have that. <laughs> even now, like even though we know it probably wasn't aliens, uh, we're like aliens. Uh, and then another one showed up and another one and another one. And they started vanishing just randomly overnight as well. Nobody really knew what was happening. They are very mysterious. Uh, but about a month ago or so, uh, a group did come out. Uh, I think they called themselves the most famous artists or something like that. Uh, they came out and said that they were indeed the reason behind some of these. They actually built them, placed them in secret, and then removed them. Uh, but that they only did a few of them. The rest, they have no idea. They don't call, uh, it, they, they don't take any action with them. They, they don't, you know, so we don't know. They, they could be posers that have decided to create these monoliths as well and join in on the fun, or maybe aliens saw what this, this group was doing and thought, hey, now we can place some things down and no one else, you know, speculate it's us. So we don't really right. know. Did you hear about the one on uh, Chris? I think it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I think it was made out of chocolate. No, I did not hear this one. <laughs> um, I can't remember where it was, but yeah, another one popped up. I believe it was the night of Christmas Eve, and then by Christmas Day, it was gone. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Somebody came around and ate it, I guess. <laughs> well... It, and I, I mean, I I get it to a point. If it's these these artists that are supposedly doing this, um, you know, they're they're making a statement. But they right. did claim that not all of them were theirs. So right. were the were the ones that weren't theirs a copycat? Were they extraterrestrials seeing this and being like, "Hey, we want to play"? Um, it, it's just an odd thing to to add in to 2020 right but um something i actually wanted to bring up uh, just because it's kind of relevant right now we were talking about hemapure um and i i don't want to keep harping on COVID in 2020 but um what are your thoughts on the uh COVID 19 vaccine oh that's a good question um 
actually my the group that I'm in is coming up relatively quickly in terms of being able to get the vaccine and being that I currently work in a field uh, that's often around a lot of people per day, like hundreds of people. Uh, I, I'm one of the ones who could get it or is allowed to get it uh, sooner than the rest of the population. So I've been kind of back and forth on it. I've heard that there's some serious side effects that, that are troubling. Um, but at the same time, it's just, I, I'm curious. I'm very curious. And I'm the type of person who kind of wants to find out on my own, just like, give me it and let's, let's find out, you know? So I am kind of interested in take in getting the, getting the shot, but you know, there's two, there's two parts to it. You have to get the one booster and then you have to go back and get a second booster. And it's that second booster right. that supposedly really uh, is troubling for, for a lot of people. So, well, I just want to know if it's going to give me superpowers. If it's going to be, give me superpowers. That I absolutely would be amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. If, there, if superpowers are involved, count me in. In fact, I'll Actually, take four. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even care what superpowers it is. An extra <laughs> limb. Uh, if I could fly. If I can turn invisible. Whatever. Um. Well, and uh, a, a friend of mine is in the medical field, and she's gotten, uh, I believe, both by now. Um. She actually went public with with her getting it um and i believe it's probably a requirement for her because she actually works in the lab where they're processing uh covid-19 right. tests so and she said she hasn't had any really uh ill side effects or anything so uh i i think the biggest interesting thing about this vaccine is it uses mrna because of mm-hmm. the the covid using mrna to infect our cells um, as far as I'm aware, uh, I believe this is the first of its kind for a vaccine to use mRNA. Usually they're using uh, inert or dead uh, virus to mm-hmm. inoculate with to build up your immunity. So, All right. Um, I'm trying to think of any others that really stuck out to me for this year. Uh the Zozo 2020 connection was a really good one. And I thought uh, it was pretty rele- relevant just because I I think this was a couple years ago. I, 2016, I believe we decided, or 2017 for the Zozo Ouija Demon episode, right? Right, right. Um, and then uh, we talked about how Zozo 2020, there's a connection there just because... Uh, Zozo and 2020 kind of look similar because you got the Z-O-Z-O and the 2020. And uh, we kind of talked about how uh, we kind of wonder if the entity was trying to talk about a date and not actually naming itself. Just kind of not necessarily confused, but when entities are trying to talk to us, especially through a Ouija board, uh, it's sometimes uncertain what they're trying to say. Right. Um, so you had kind of came up with that, that episode. And I, I think I was really fascinated by the fact that there, there actually was this kind of connection uh, because you had come across it uh, from a specific article uh, from a, a paranormal uh 
uh, researcher, correct? Right, correct. Um, so what when we had got done, we we always kind of talk about our thoughts on it um, at the end of each episode. But do you did you really think that there was any type of connection there where an entity would have this kind of ability to affect our reality the way that it has? Uh, I mean, it, it based on the things that I've learned in terms of uh, my faith, and this is both through school and just in living. Uh, one thing that scripture is very clear on, especially in particular in Revelation, is that there will be a time in which God will allow spirits, uh, certain spirits, to have control over the world, over the elements of the world, uh, over the people. You know, even Satan himself, and we see this through the Gospels especially, uh, is given a significant amount of power. Now, mind you, Satan has power, but he's also given power. And the idea behind this or the understanding behind this is that even Satan is on a chain. And the only power he has on a person is what God is willing to allow him to have. And we see that best uh, in the... uh, in the book of Job, in the book of Job, um, we see, you know, this man who's living a really good life. He has a great family. Uh, you know, he has a lot of kids, plenty of livestock, big, a lot of land. And then one day Satan shows up in front of the throne, uh, in the throne room of God. And God says, what are you doing here? And Satan simply says, have you considered your servant Job? And God says, Okay go ahead, meaning do as you will. And he gives Satan this power, this ability, basically he lets him off the leash a little bit to go mess with Job, to prove to him that, to prove to to Satan that even Job, if he goes through all these trials, uh, loses everything, he's still going to have a passion and faith uh, for God. He's going to stay true. And he did. Um, So if God is willing to allow Satan to have certain control or, or minimal control at times, why wouldn't he allow other entities to do so as well in certain times? Uh, and again, going back to Revelation, we know that there are angels, certain angels that are released upon this earth uh, to have control over the elements of this and that. You know, think of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, for example, mm-hmm. who have control over famine and death uh, and war. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think there certainly is this possibility that Zozo, being this demon that showed up several years ago in a simple Ouija board uh, communication, is now suddenly given this power. Uh, and the fact that ZOZO is so very similar to 2020 even strengthens that. Now, whether or not 2020 is actually Zozo's real number or a number that is associated with him, you know, there's a lot of speculation to that in theory, but based on what I'm seeing and based on what we know of Zozo over the years through investigations, I think it's very possible that he has some sort of control. And maybe this isn't an end time type of deal, but again, in the Bible, uh, Jesus is very clear that there are things that are going to happen. There's going to be war. There's going to be famine. These things are the birth pains uh, of what's to come, you know, and they're not things that you should be worried about. Doesn't mean go hide under your bed 
you know, lock the doors and all that. These things are going to happen and they're going to continue to happen. You're going to hear rumors of war and famine and, and death, but that doesn't mean the end is coming. And the reason is that death is going to come like a thief in the night. This is scripture. That's scripture. Uh, meaning that when the end times come, when Jesus comes back, there's absolutely not one single person on the entire earth that's going to be ready for it. Uh, and you're either going to be where you need to be or you're not. And that's going to be very troubling for a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's it's worrisome. But this is, again, something that's just it's repetitive. We've had this type of situation in the past. Uh, with the pandemic. And in fact, there've been past pandemics that have been much worse. So this will pass. And there's at some point in the future, probably going to be yet another one. And that one could be (laughs) similar where it's going to pass too, or maybe that's going to be the one that brings us into the end times. Um, But again, as always long answers from me, the simple (laughs) short answer is yes. Yes. I think it's possible. (laughs) Oh, I I mean, I think the biggest thing is if there's an end times and the earth is no more or humans cease to exist on it or it's it's very minimal as to humanity surviving we're first off we're not going to be able to do anything about it uh other other than be ready um secondly uh it it's not something to worry about because honestly we're we're not gonna be able to we're we're not gonna be able to prepare in the sense that uh we're we're going to affect anything. So I think worrying about this, worrying about the end of of days, is is something that is kind of tedious in the just being scared. Anyways, you know. Uh, I, I don't think that we need to be scared of these things. Um, and I don't think it's going to be coming in our lifetime anyways. So I think this is much further into the future than most people think. Um, just trying to review some of the other episodes that we've done this year. Um, I guess all the other ones were, were pretty good, um, but nothing that... I ha- have to comment on, um, but some of the past episodes that I've actually re-released, and I will keep re-releasing episodes as we go further into our time as New Lantern Media, because we had erased a lot of episodes. Uh, the Croatoan Effect was one of, by far, my favorite episodes we've ever done on Bear Truth Radio, um, just because it tied into um tied into thanksgiving a little bit just because of of it being similar to the uh uh colonizers that came to to the US um i think that uh that is by far one of my all-time favorite episodes um, Heidi Linden's actually listening to us, Eric, um, just FYI for you. So, um, you're muted, Eric, if you're talking. Yes, I am. I see it. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I muted myself while I was listening because I'm here trying to help my girlfriend get into the chat. She's like on the chat, but it won't let her 
post anything. There's not even a box for her to actually write in. Uh, she's on her phone. So I don't know if there's an issue with that, but I, I think you need to create an, I, I think you she need has, to create an account. She has one. Yeah, she has an account. Oh, okay. That That's is weird. Issue. That's it's weird. Um, so I'm going to send her down onto my computer to do this. Cause it'll be a lot easier. Um, <laughs> I'm going to mute myself again. Cause I got to get for my password. All right. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> so something that cat brought up in the chat is did you read who said covid may not be the big one there could be a worst one on the way i think they're trying to frighten the world um cat i mean there there's def most definitely can always be a worse one uh oh, sure. the the big biggest issue with covid19 has been and uh, this is just going out on what we've learned is that it has mutated uh, so quickly that we've had a hard time finding a way to come up with a vaccine for it. Um, right. Apparently, and I'm not sure if you had heard this yet, but a different strain of this, vac- uh, the COVID-19 has already mutated and yeah. Um, started infected the the western side of the world right now. Oh yeah. It, well, and there's there's actually been multiple mutations already that they that they've indicated uh, or that they've found, um, and none of which have been able to be controlled. And and that sucks because you're right. We're here trying to create or not where because clearly I'm not getting paid enough for that. Um, <laughs> I wish I was, but <laughs> you know they're they're trying to create. this um this vaccine and they're focused on one particular strain of it and so once that strain adapts and transforms and becomes something else well now you've got a whole new illness that you have to deal with Uh, that might be very similar just as covid is similar to the flu virus uh, but nonetheless it's a problem and you need a new vaccine to to control or to, to stop that one. Uh, so the main thing here, which is really frustrating, I think for everybody, especially in the medical field and anyone who's very vulnerable to this virus, um, if we would have had a vaccine sooner and we were able to stop it before it had a chance to mutate, well, then we could have eradicated the disease entirely. But now we're going to have to find new ways to either protect people um, as we currently are with these darn masks and whatnot and social distancing, or they're going to have to take whatever vaccine that they create and quickly, hopefully faster, uh, manufacture something new that's going to attack these other uh, small changes in the strains. Well, uh, something that I never realized until recently is apparently in the common flu that we have now, there are um covid or uh yeah covid uh in in the strains that we have for the just the common flu that we have now which i actually had never known that uh it's just this mm-hmm. particular recent covid-19 that came out uh that is beating the the common flu now in how it affects us um so I I kind of found that fi- kind of fascinating too, which it, it, 
with talking about the vaccine makes me kind of wonder if this will affect the common cold as well, or the common flu as well. Uh, I mean, it, it's, I suppose it's possible, but I, I think that again, the strain, uh, COVID strain is still vastly, di- though it's similar, it's still vastly different from the common flu. Uh, and of course we have a vaccine for the flu uh, already, but that vaccine clearly doesn't work for COVID. Uh, you know, I've had my flu vaccine. I'm one who gets it every year. Uh, and I very, very rarely ever get the flu, even a cold for that matter. Thank goodness and knock on wood. Um, but I, I think there's some people who who wish that maybe there was a, like a one vaccine for all type of thing. And unfortunately, that's just right. not the case, uh, especially because you need the strain of the virus in order to create the vaccine because the vaccine is the virus uh, in a sense, you know, like the flu vaccine is the flu virus. Um, Maybe not nearly as potent as the regular virus is, but nonetheless. So in order to create that one for all vaccine, you actually have to predict what those viruses are going to be, what they're going to look like. You're going to have to, you know, know the exact um, orientation of the virus and how it could possibly mutate uh, in t- over time to create a, a vaccine that could actually handle that. But the thing is, if you were to do that, well, now we suddenly have a cure for, 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 uh, for cancer because that vaccine should be able to take on everything, which by the way, I mean, we've talked about this in the past. I'm very certain that there's already a cure for cancer, but you know, we can't have that particular, whatever it is, vaccine or otherwise out on the market because the hospitals will start losing money. Right. Cancer is very profitable. Exactly. So once there's no more cancer and there's no more this or no more that, money's out the door and people start losing it, which is very messed up by the way. Uh, But Hey, I don't know. I I just, I just talk about this stuff. (laughs) Well, on the contrary to what you're saying, I've never had a flu vaccine and I very rarely get sick as well. So it, I'm not necessarily against vaccines. Uh, Vaccines have actually helped us in defeating many diseases um, I just feel that the flu is one of those diseases that uh, mutates so much that if we do do the vaccine, we're usually coming up with the vaccine uh, for past strains, which I get it. You're, you're protecting yourself against other strains because those ones are still out there. Um, but when it mutates again, we're not protecting ourselves against the current strain and we're still, we're, we're still susceptible to the flu. And I'm sure everybody has a different opinion on that. I completely understand that. Um, and now with COVID here and, uh, I, I think with your job and my job too, uh, it's probably going to be required. So I'm probably going to have to get this vaccine anyways. Um, it may change my mind. I don't know. But uh, like I said earlier, I would really like if it gave me superpowers on top of. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Like one of the main things that people like you and I or just the general public for that matter uh, really has to do is pay attention to those who are getting the virus. And you think doctors and nurses who are first up, first in line for this vaccine. 
I'm not sure if it's mandatory for everybody. Uh, I know some of these hospitals are making it mandatory. Even like my brother-in-law, EMS firefighters, they're up for it after that, uh, first responders. Um, and some of them are making it mandatory for the departments. So we really have to pay attention to what's happening with those individuals, uh, whether they're people close to you or just things that you're reading mm. online. You're bound to hear good things and you're bound to hear bad things. And of course, the bad things always, for some reason, overpower the good. So I think you have to go at it with a very... Um, distinctive mindset to remind yourself like, yes, this, this looks really bad and it's scary, but everything has side effect. Some of the medications you're on just generic medications. I mean, things think, think of like ibuprofen, for example, or aspirin, you know, these are things that can create uh, stomach bleeding and ulcers. Like that's right. a serious side effect. Uh, but as long, but it, but it doesn't affect everybody. And of course, as long as you're taking it in moderation, it's not going to affect you. Uh, so we really have to pay attention to what's happening around the world uh, during these first wave or two of vaccinations that'll, and that will help us determine for ourselves whether or not we should or shouldn't take it. Now I know someone like Sadie, my girlfriend, she can't take it. She can't take the vaccine because it is a strain of, or has the COVID virus within it. Uh, and COVID we know affects the lungs. Uh, she has a problem with her lungs that she was born with uh, and it could potentially kill her. So that's obviously something, you know, someone who has that problem, uh, you, you don't want to be taking anything like that. You don't want to chance it. Uh, and she was a little bummed about it because she's worried. She, you know, she's around a lot of people as well. Um, and so naturally she, I think she wanted the vaccine, but I told her too, like, look, it's, I know it's scary and not everyone, you know, people who want to take it, but can't, um, you know, the thing you have to remember is once other people take it, once the grand majority of the population take it, it's slowly going to wear wear off this virus. Mm. And once those people are immune to it, the virus is going to die. And eventually you're not going to be able to get it anyway, because it'll no longer be in existence. Um, so that's one thing I think you just have to remember, you know, regardless of what we believe individually, if, you know, if you say, oh, I don't think you should take it or maybe, oh, I think you should that doesn't really have any real impact on the person next to you because of their choice. Uh, and in the end, we just wait to see what happens. You know, you, you figure by the time these are all out, we're looking at summertime, maybe, maybe June, July before uh, it, the final wave of this vaccine comes out. And, and by then there's always going, already going to be a new version of it. That's been re you know, re corrected and tested and so on and so forth. So yes, these first couple of waves are kind of test subjects and that's scary, but somebody has to do it because if you don't have a test subject, you're never going to create the perfect vaccine, you know? So it's scary, but it's, yeah. it's also how life is. All right. Well, so, so we don't end 2020 on a, a negative note. Is there any other episodes that, uh, stick out to you or or you say i loved this episode it kind of made me think of something else anything like that um you know one yeah actually uh one that was actually very interesting uh that we had discussed was the idea of simulated reality 
Uh, and of course, anyone who knows what simulated reality is, this is basically the matrix. That's the most mm. easy explanation <laughs> for anyone. And I think just about everyone's seen the matrix. Um, if you haven't, I've got no words for you, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the idea of simulated reality is really interesting. And of course this goes beyond just, uh, I guess it's so sci-fi anymore. Like this is the, I, the things we've talked about during this particular episode of simulated reality was of course, obviously aliens, possibly mm-hmm. having some type of uh, simulated reality that we're plugged into uh, or have us plugged into. And we're living this life that isn't real by any means. Feels real, looks real, smells real, seems real, but it isn't. And at some point we might wake up and be in this alternate uh, universe or completely different place. Uh, the other thing that we talked about that was even more odd though, was what if it's ourselves, humanity, that is, or even a, another version of ourselves, another Justin or another Eric, or, you know, that are actually plugging ourselves or, or a, a version of us into it. Um, and why? And, you know, one of the things that we had discussed was maybe the reason behind this idea of simulated reality and why it might be purposeful uh, to an advanced alien species or an advanced human species is that they can study how our reaction or what our reaction is to certain um, elements. And COVID was one of the things we discussed about, like how does humanity react to a, a pandemic in 2020 compared to, you know, what happened in the 1800s, 1600, 1400, you know, so on and so forth, you know, how has life changed and how has humanity reacted differently and how will they react differently? Um, You know, there's that one point, Uh, There's evidence at one point that there was a much um, more advanced civilization on this earth, even more advanced than what we currently are at now. Mm. Uh, That's pre-flood in terms of scripturally speaking. Um, You know, could that particular society have managed this whole situation much differently than what we're doing, dealing with now or how we're doing it now, you know, and it's possible. Of course, we don't have that answer, but maybe there's a future civilization that does, or someone who's already way beyond light years, uh, beyond our time, uh, who, who do understand this and are saying, okay, well, it, it, what if we create humans this way, or we, we go down to earth at this point in time and they, we give them this, you know, like, if they're that far into the future in another universe or another dimension or just in another time entirely, can they then backtrack and go to the past as well? And that gets us in this whole other discussion of parallel universes and dimensions and stuff, but <laughs> right. very scientific right? Um, so <clears throat> I, I thought it was a really interesting story, this idea of simulation, um, and it really makes you think, you know, it, it, I know there's a couple of people who who listen to this episode and they're like, wow, my brain's hurting because there's so much that goes into it. And the idea behind it is just so like insane. Like, could right. this conversation right now that we're having even be real? Could the people listening to us actually be listening to us? Or is it all just some computer code and we don't even know it? Am I a computer code? You know, it's, Yeah crazy well and what happens when we if we realize that 
Exactly. What happens if we realize that? I mean, what is death, right? Because is as far as we know, death is, uh, at least if you're spiritual, death is uh, the end of the body, but then our spirit moves on. Um, you know, whether that be heaven or, you know, elsewhere is up for debate, I guess. That's the whole point of these ghost uh, investigators going out there and doing their thing. Right. But what if death is just an unplug? It's like our time in the simulated reality uh, is no longer needed. And we click off and, hey, maybe we're in some crazy other world. Maybe we're in some giant ship that's, you know, maybe Earth died a very long time ago. And now we're just reacting or creating the simulated reality of what Earth could have been if it didn't die back right ever you know uh what if the asteroid that we've all heard about whether or not it really was an asteroid that killed the dinosaurs there are many things that killed the dinosaurs actually not just an asteroid but what if that asteroid was much bigger than what we can even imagine right now what if that asteroid actually did destroy earth but this was pre-flood maybe and in that civilization that was existing back there was so advanced that they took off in the spaceship that they created and they're out there somewhere in the universe and now they're like okay well what happened after that and here we are, right. you know, I mean, we don't know. It's crazy. You know, I don't necessarily, I don't believe that. I, I think this reality is very much our reality. It's, you know, this is life, but you never know. Well, if you think about it from a spiritual standpoint too, uh, we're a soul in a body. Uh, technically speaking, we came here to be in a simulation of life. Right. No, I mean, so, you're, you're right. I mean, it, simulation is such a, not the right term. I don't think to use. Well, yeah, simulation <laughs> is this idea that it is fake, you know, in some way. Um, Depends yeah, on your I, definition right. of simulation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, again, going back to, to scripture or just Christian thinking is that, each and every person was placed here for a purpose. And what that purpose is, is up to the individual to find out whether that's through your connection with God or some other way, you know, and, and you know, people, obviously there's those really tough ones to try to talk about or explain to people <laughs> like, why do, why do people die so young? Why do children die? Why, and why this, why that? Obviously there's no answer. We don't have the answer to that. God knows the answer to that. And he no matter your beliefs, you don't have the answer to that. <laughs> right. No matter your belief, you, there's no answer to that for us here. Uh, but you can have hope that maybe we will know the answer to, to that somewhere beyond, you know, once mm. we're done here. Um, and so the question is then, if we're placed here for a purpose, whether it's real or simulated or whatever, what is the goal? And at the end of your life, whenever that is, is it because you've already served your purpose have you already served your time here or is it just by mere coincidence or mistake or just the way life is that you're taking before your purpose can fully be achieved we don't know is there that battle between good and evil and there's a war happening whether you believe in that war or not you know that's very possible for all we know some of these poor people that have died these children they could have become something incredibly magnificent that could have changed the world. And maybe there's someone or something on the other side of life 
we'll call him Satan just for this purpose. Um, but it could be anything. It could be Chewbacca. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but maybe they saw that they could sense it and say, I need to take them out of the game before they take me out of the game or they take my side, you know, it's, it's a war. So, you know, I think one of the things that I've learned as a Christian, and this isn't just what I'm about to say, isn't merely just a Christian thing. This is, I think for everybody, but I think you have to go into life knowing and understanding that you are in a battle. You're in a battle. You're going to have enemies. There are enemies all around us. And that enemy could be the person next to you. It could be the dog down the street who's having a bad day and thinks, hey, your leg looks like a chew toy today. It could be, you know, that bit of ice on the road that you're about to slip on and maybe bump your head on the ground. You know, there's enemies. Um, And every day is a battle and you need to be protected. You need to put on your armor spiritually, figuratively, whatever, uh, and prepare for it. Because there are people out there and elements that are going to try to bring your day down. Um, so I think we, we all need to be ready for it. No matter your thinking or beliefs, you got to be ready for it. Prepare yourself, get out into the world. Don't be afraid of it. Just be ready for it. Right. Well, uh, one episode that was brought up in the chat by Heidi is she, she loved the curse curses episode that we did Mm -hmm. with her because 2020 was, it makes sense. (laughs) Well, she says, because 2020 has definitely been a curse. <laughs> yes, it has been. It absolutely has been. Um, I mean, 20, geez, I mean, it's been the biggest curse of my entire life. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure of all of our lives. It's, it's been insane. And, you know, we said this earlier too. Hopefully 2021 is a big change for the better. Here's hoping. Uh, but Maybe. I guess we'll see. Right. Absolutely. Well, if nothing else, I mean, we're already in the pandemic. Uh, I'm not going to say what everybody thinks I'm going to say because we'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but uh, 2020 has been a learning experience for all of us. Um, whether that's we realize how bad viruses can affect us. um how much we can miss our family and friends by not being able to spend time with them. Uh, Actually taking time to do our creative things in life. Um, For me, it's writing for Eric, it's writing, but there are artists out there, musicians um, just taking time to do things that you truly love to do even um but i i think 2020 has just been more of a learning experience yeah we can keep saying uh negative things about it how it's been a curse how it's been horrible but really then we're just feeding into even more of what 2020 has kind of been about which has been negativity right well you know, look and you're right and maybe that's a good this is a good time to actually bring up some of the positive things about 2020. And in fact, what even has been positive regarding COVID, you know, um, for me personally, we've talked about this on in the past and we've actually had uh, a couple of episodes with Heidi. I don't know if it was on our show or her show, but in terms of mental illness uh, and whether or not that's, that's 
your mind is infiltrated by demonic forces or whether it's something that's mm. just natural. Um, but I have OCD. I'm obsessive compulsive, like severely obsessive compulsive. You don't notice it here on air because my mind is so um, currently in tune to the conversation and with everybody. So I'm able to kind of get away from it for a bit uh, when we're talking, but everything, it, one of my, my ticks is just the idea of how disgusting everything is like what people touch, what people aren't doing that they should be doing after using the restroom and stuff like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. been, it's horrifying to me sometimes and it's very difficult. There's a lot of trouble things, troubling things even recently, but one of the good things about COVID is, Everywhere I go, everything's disinfected before I touch it. Door handles are disinfected. I go to touch a cart. No, 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 don't touch that cart. I got to disinfect it for you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in heaven, guys. Years. I've been having to like pull out my own cloths and use sanitizer. And I have to still do it anyway. Sanitizer. All right. But nonetheless, you know, it's just like, oh, I just saw that the other day. I was at work. I saw a guy touch a uh, an item that he picked up, put it in his cart. He pulled out sanitizer and, you know, rubbed it into his hands. It's like, I like you, you know, I like that guy right there. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, you know, that's one of those things uh, regarding COVID that has been a positive in my life so far. And I think it's one of the, one of those things that's going to continue on uh, for at least several years, if not longer, because I think COVID is going to change everything drastically. Uh, The old world is very much gone. You know, there are things that we've enjoyed in the past that we're not going to enjoy. One thing that I've actually talked about recently is cinema, movie theaters. They're no more. Not, no. I mean, there's going to be a few here and there that you can go to, but no one's going to go anymore. You know, we got cinema uh, movies being released on HBO Max now. You know, we had Wonder right. Woman just release. We have uh, Batman in 2022 that's going to release. You know, there, there's so many things that are coming out on Disney Plus and all these other streaming services that you're paying roughly $7.99 to $10.99 a month for. Cinemas are closing down left and right. They can't afford it. They're not going to exist. So there's a lot of things that are obviously negatives, but, you know, there there, there are positives, though. It's just an evolution, really. I mean... It is. Yes, it is kind of sad that movie theaters are, are shutting down because... Truthfully, I'm one of the people that loved going to movie theaters and seeing movies. Um, Shelly, my wife, is one that kind of disliked going to movie theaters. Um, But it's something that's not going to shut down the movie industry. It's just evolving. Right. Absolutely. And. You're right. And everything's, it's all going to evolve. Everything we're involving, everybody's evolving. And I think it's a good thing. That's a positive thing that we're evolving in some way. Um, If anything, Mm. this time, this past year has provided everybody with a lot of inner reflection. You know, who are you as a person? What, what am I doing? You know, there's been a lot of thinking, I think, for everyone who's been cooped up in their house for more than a couple of months, you know, right. uh, it, it's crazy. And I've heard a lot of stories of people who said, I've decided to go back to school or I've decided to quit my job or I decided uh, to take up this hobby, you know, whatever it is. Um, thing, my sister, for example, she took up roller skating. That's very random. 
right. did and expected, but she did. She has her own Insta- a separate Instagram for her, right. her I, roller I skating that. stuff, <laughs> you know, and she's becoming very good at it. And she, she's posted every single day. I think she's on like 93, 95, something like that day, 95. Um, but that's one of those things that's been a positive. Like, hey, what am I going to do in North Hollywood, Los Angeles, California? You're not allowed to go out. You can be arrested or uh, cited for stepping out of your house for any reason other than to go uh, shopping or to like take the dog for a walk. So what do you do? And so she right. skates around in her parking lot or in her courtyard or in her house just practicing. And I think a lot of people are doing that. So that's super cool. Right. All right. Um, any others that stuck out to you or you wanted to discuss before we head out for the uh, evening? This one. Can, can we can we count this one? Yeah. I mean, it's technically still it, right? Sure. I mean, this is <laughs> – look. <laughs> no, we've there, – there, there's – I think all of our episodes have had some element to them that I've really enjoyed. Um, but what I like about this one is having – the chance to go back and remember some of those episodes, because like you said, at the very beginning, it's rare for you and I to listen to our own episodes after we publish them. Uh, I mean, I don't need to hear what I said or what somebody else said, unless there are things, there are moments in which I'm like, something spoke to me in that episode. I need to re-listen to it to reflect Mm. on it a little bit. Uh, But, you know, I, I think, this episode today has reminded me of not only some of the good topics that we've, that we've shared, but the conversations that we've shared with the people listening or the people who are on show with us. Uh, and of course this year, quite a few of those people were close friends of ours or are close friends of ours. Uh, and being able to, even during this time, having something like, like uh, Facebook and uh, Zoom chat, you know, mm-hmm. things that are Zoom and stuff like that. You know, we've been able to still connect to people uh, through the paranormal and through these discussions. Uh, and it's been really cool in that manner. Uh, and I always, I, I so often take that for granted. And we've met a lot of people over the years, some of which we've forgotten about, some of which are still on our minds and some of which we wish we had forgotten about. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about <laughs> and the type of people I'm talking about. <laughs> You guys may not one, be who are listening, but one in particular I that we just it's talked not you, about. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's it, it's really cool though. It's cool to to kind of reflect on that, and yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, just like every year, um, I want to leave you guys with this. Um, it's the classic all Lang Syne. I think it will really bring 2020 into perspective for everybody. Not the advertisement. We'll wait for the advertisement to be done. <laughs> Time's running out.
since days of old lang syne for old lang syne my dear for old lang syne we'll talk a cup oh kindness yet for days of old lang syne legality purposes i will say that this was a video that was posted by no privacy uh and was sung by dougie mclean on the album tribute um for all of us here at new lantern media and paratruth radio we wish everybody a happy and safe new year uh please be safe out there this coming new year um no drinking and driving stay home be happy with your loved ones uh, and be safe. Uh, until next time, when we will be in 2020, my name is Justin. Uh, actually, we'll be in 2021, but... Oh, I'm sorry, yes. I don't want right to reset the, the, the year, sorry. <laughs> 2021. <laughs> That's a very positive man right there. <laughs> my name is Eric. Peace.
I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast.